This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air. Kia ora koutou katoa, kua huhi mai nei mō tēnei o tato. My name is Peter Barron and I am the radio pharmacist and I'm here on OAR 105.4 FM every week. Over the next half hour, we will talk about how and why and when to use medicines and other matters concerning your health. If you missed the show or wish to listen to today's show or previous shows, these are available on podcast. I'm always happy to talk about any specific issues or questions that you have, and you can contact me at The Radio Pharmacist on Facebook or on my website at radiopharmacist.co.nz. Norida, no mai, haere mai, and let's get started. And kia ora koutou katoa on this uh, rather chilly day. Uh, winter's come back to uh, have a final little nip at us, as it often does at this time of the year. I wouldn't be sure that we're, we're past the worst of it yet, but uh, we're certainly getting that seasonal change. Uh, today I thought I would uh, cover a couple of topics off. We'll have a brief mention of um, COVID, but we'll specifically look at protecting yourself from the winter illnesses. And then we'll move on to talk about uh, blood pressure. What is it? Uh, what do those readings mean? What is high? What is low? Because I find that increasingly people come to me and they're a little puzzled as to what's happening with their blood pressure. Also, we're going to have a couple of musical interludes today. It's uh, probably with a huge sadness uh, that we realise that Judith Durham from the Seekers uh, passed away earlier this week. And then today, um, Olivia Newton-John. So I thought I'd uh, play a uh, some of uh, a piece of music from each of them later on in the piece. So let's uh, get started for the day. Um, obviously, the winter illnesses are still well amongst us. Fortunately, at this stage, the COVID, uh, the daily COVID cases seem to be dropping. Uh, which is good, but uh, there's still lots and lots of people getting COVID every day and lots of people feeling quite miserable. Um, Influenza is going to be around with us for quite some time and we've we've got the seasonal colds, etc. So it's that time of the year that we really do need to be looking after ourselves. Uh, As we said previously, um, these are all viruses. They're all caused by um, droplet contact between people. So um, the simplest thing to protect yourself in the first place from spreading any of these viruses is to be wearing masks. Um, That's going to protect other people from you and you from other people. And I would certainly encourage you any time uh, that you're, uh, you're near people, um, if you're in retail space, if you're down the street, uh, if you're at social events, uh, where possible, please wear a mask. It does make a huge difference and uh, it's going to you know, help protect you and protect those who you love and work with around you. Obviously, COVID remains a significant concern around the world. Um, we've done remarkably well. Uh, we've, we've expanded the use of our antiviral products, so um, products like uh, Paxlovid and Ligivrio. They're no, 
both now available directly from participating pharmacies. You don't need to have a prescription from your doctor. If you can get a prescription from your doctor, it's fine. But we do know that the the health services are under huge pressure and it's very, very difficult to get to see a GP. So if you've had a uh, return to positive uh, rapid antigen test, positive rat test, uh, and you've reported that and you're eligible then you are able to go directly to the pharmacy. I did my first one last weekend. We typically see when the general practices are closed, so after hours or on the weekend, um, if you've had a positive rat test and you think you might be eligible, then you can always contact a uh, pharmacy that's qualified and authorised to dispense these medications to find out whether you meet the eligibility criteria broadly. Uh, the principal risk group is those who are over 75. So if you're over 75 and you've tested positive for uh, COVID, then you're automatically eligible. If you're immunocompromised, so if you're taking medications which suppress your immune system, you're also automatically qualified. Um, there are other criteria which, if you don't fall into those criteria, then that have to be met for eligibility. And if you feel that you've got any chronic conditions, if you've got um, chronic respiratory conditions or cardiovascular conditions, so if you've got problems with your lungs or problems with your heart, problems with blood pressure, etc., um, if you're uh, particularly of Māori or Pacifica uh, ethnicity, um, if you're over particular ages, then if you're a smoker, if, you've, uh, if your weight and your BMI are above average, then there are a whole set of criteria under which you may be eligible and we can assess that. Um, sometimes we need to make alterations to your medication, in which case we do need to get a hold of your GP to, to discuss that. So if you're listening to us today and uh, you've had a positive rat test and you fit those criteria, the reason for making these medications um, pharmacist only or what we call restricted medicines is to improve access to the most vulnerable people in the population. So if you, as I said, if you've had a return to positive uh, rat test and uh, you think you're eligible, then go online to HealthPoint and see if you can find where you're nearest pharmacy is uh, who are able to dispense to you if not call your pharmacy and they'll be able to point you to a pharmacy that can supply those to you the other precautions obviously um, it's easier said than done we always say to everybody look if you've got the symptoms if you've got cold symptoms flu symptoms covid symptoms most important thing is to stay at home and uh, look after yourself uh, keep warm, keep your fluids up. Um, if you get uh, bad symptoms, you can take paracetamol or ibuprofen. Uh, if you're getting really severe symptoms, then you need to, um, and you need to go to ED, then go to ED. But we don't want you going to ED just because you think you might have a cold or the flu. If you've got a, if you think you've got COVID, then ring up um, or go online and look up. Uh, search for where you get the COVID uh, rat test. You'll register using your app or you can go online and you'll be given an electronic order number and you'll be able to come into a participating pharmacy or vaccination centre and we will be able to supply you with rapid antigen tests uh, and masks as well. 
Um, if you, for some reason, can't get on uh, to the technology or you're not comfortable with the technology, um, then if you've got symptoms yourself, send somebody down to a, a rat collection point, which will be some of the pharmacies, and we'll give you a supply of uh, rapid antigen tests and masks, and you can go home and test yourself. So just those those simple words of advice, um, make sure that you keep up your fluids. If you do get symptoms, keep up your fluids. I'm certainly, personally, I'm an advocate of taking daily vitamin D, which has a huge function, a huge part to play in our immune system. And as I've said previously, um, if you live south of Auckland, Auckland or south of Auckland, for about four or five months through the middle of the uh, winter, etc., and early, late autumn, early spring, winter, the sun is too low in the sky, and the ultraviolet light that we need to synthesize vitamin D simply bounces off the atmosphere. So the best will in the world, you can't synthesize any vitamin D. There are some foods uh, that contain vitamin D, but uh, not too many of them. Generally, we make it through exposure to our skin, um, or you get supplements. Uh, you can see your GP and you can ask them and they can prescribe vitamin D for you. Otherwise, you can buy it um, from a health food store or from a pharmacy. The same with vitamin C. Just keep up your, keep up your, uh, your vitamins, your vitamin C, your zinc, uh, your vitamin D. They're the really important ones. Uh, your B-group vitamins, uh, if you feel like you're getting a little run down, not getting enough fruit, then take some of the effervescent vitamin vitamin B with vitamin C in them. So that's just a few tips. Um, if you do get symptoms, uh, as I've described before, we people commonly sort of describe, well, I've got, I've got the flu or I've got a cold. There's a distinct difference between the flu and cold. Uh, the flu, as I categorically say to people, feels like you got hit by a bus and then the bus stopped and backed over you. You're not going to be feeling very well at all. A cold generally is going to cause some discomfort, some runny nose. You're going to feel miserable, but you're not going to feel as miserable as if you've got a cold. So, look, guys, I'm going to uh, go to a little bit of music and we're going to uh, start off with um, Olivia Newton-John. Uh, as a as a memory to her.
And kia ora, you're back with uh, Peter Barron, the radio pharmacist, uh, remembering today the, the late, great uh, Olivia Newton-John, who, who passed away today. And we'll have another tribute later on for Judith Durham from The Seekers, just before we finish the show. So we've been talking about the winter illnesses. Um, so, yeah, they're going to be with us for some time. Uh, please remember, if you're um, due for your second booster... Uh, for COVID, please come and get it. We've still got a trickle of people coming in. It's still really important. Um, it does protect you from serious illness, and the evidence is mounting that it's going to give some ongoing protection uh, in combination with your own immune system. And the other thing is the influenza season is still with us. So uh, if you're eligible for a free influenza vaccination, there's still plenty of uh, flu vaccination around, uh, flu vaccines around, sorry. And uh, it's still also available. If you're not eligible, you can come in. Um, it costs you around about, around about $30 for a, for a flu vaccination. And so I'd strongly encourage uh, encourage everybody who's listening, if you haven't had your COVID boosters and you're eligible, check that it's been six months since uh, you had your last booster. And it's also important, if you've had COVID in the last 90 days, then we won't be able to give you, even though you may be eligible, there's no point in giving the uh, COVID booster until 90 days after you've um, had, got over your COVID infection. And also, uh, it's got to be uh, more than six months since you had the first booster. So moving on to uh, talk about blood pressure. Um, we've, all, we've all got blood pressure as long as we're uh, still alive and kicking. Then uh, we need to be circulating blood around our system. And I'm always surprised at the, um, yeah, the lack of information, if you like, that's given to people. People were given a diagnosis and said, oh, your blood pressure's a bit elevated, so we need to treat it. But what does that bit elevated mean? So let's just think about our circulatory system, what we call our cardiovascular system. So it's composed of basically a pump. So the pump is your heart. It's composed of some plumbing which are your arteries and your arterioles and your capillaries and your veins. And the essential ingredient is blood. So effectively, it's a closed system. We have a fixed volume of blood. Um, that can vary a little bit. For, for practical purposes, we've got a fixed volume of blood. We've got a pump, uh, which is only is part, it's active in terms of pumping out. And then it's passive in terms of the heart muscle and the blood flowing back. So you've got a, a pressure differential. So if you imagine um, you've got two buckets of water and uh, they're connected, they, the water will flow from the high pressure. If you've got one higher than the other and one lower, the water will flow from the, from the higher pressure high one to the bottom one so it's the same within our circulatory system we're going from a high pressure system to a low pressure system and it's the pressure in the system which we call our blood pressure that's what circulates the blood so when your heart beats what we call the diast sorry the systolic so that's when the heart beats the heart muscle contracts and it pushes blood out through the aortas and then out into the arteries and then ultimately through to the capillaries which are the very fine 
um, vessels where you get the exchange of nutrients and gases. So you get oxygen in, carbon dioxide out, uh, energy in, waste products out. That generally happens in the capillaries. And then on the other side of the system, you run back into the veins, which run back to your heart. And the only reason that blood comes back to your heart is because it's being pushed from the from the high pressure side. So we call that the systolic blood pressure. And typically, when you you'll, that'll be the high reading that you get when a doctor or a pharmacist or a nurse takes your your blood pressure. And then the the return one, if you like, the the lower pressure is what we call the diastolic. Now we're generally not too concerned about the systolic unless it's very, very high. And I'll explain that to you in a moment. The diastolic, we if that's raised, we get a little more concerned because that means there's some extra resistance in the blood vessels and the heart is having to work harder to shift that blood around your body. So typically, you might, uh, if you've, we've all had our blood pressure taken at some stage, and we might have been told it was 120 over 60 if we're lucky, which would mean be really, really good. Some of you may have been told it's 180 or 170 over 90 or 100, and that's not so good. So just to elaborate for a moment, so imagine if you're at home at the moment and you've got a bottle of milk or a bottle of water uh, in front of you, put the lid on and lay that bottle on its side. And then imagine that that's you lying down or sitting down. Now, if you stand up or get out of bed in the morning, just tip that bottle up and have a look and see where all the liquid flows to. And all the liquid flows immediately to the bottom. So in our case, if we're lying down or we're sitting down and we stand up, then the fluid is going to stay at the level we're at already and we're not going to have, uh, unless something happens, we're not going to have any fluid left in our brain, in which case we're going to faint, we're going to fall over and that's going to get us, our, our brain down to the same level as the um, as your heart and all the and blood and we're going to get the oxygen and the blood back into our brain. So I guess most of you uh, have driven a car at some stage in your life and when you put your foot on the accelerator, you don't get an immediate response. And it's the same with our heart. As soon as we stand up, signals go from our brain and from receptors and that to our heart saying, look, you need to, you need to put your foot down on the accelerator. And our heart speeds up, but it can't do it immediately. So what we do have is we have pressure receptors, what we call in our carotid arteries. The carotid arteries are the ones in our neck. And what they do is they sense that... Um, that our, we've got a requirement that the blood's got to run down to, to our legs and they sense that they need to increase the pressure. So what happens is our, our arteries have got muscles around them and those muscles contract and increase the pressure. Now, if you've been out in your garden and you've got, you're watering your garden with a hose or you're washing your car with a hose, you've turned the tap on full um, so you can't get any more pressure through the system and you've run out of hose, what do you do? You either, if you've got a nozzle on the end, you squirt the nozzle, tighten the nozzle down and the water goes further, or you squeeze the end. And what you're effectively doing is you're reducing the volume, you're increasing the pressure, and therefore the fluid goes further. And that's the same, basically, what happens in our neck. As soon as we 
as soon as we sit up in the morning from in bed or we stand up if we're sitting in the chair, the those pressure receptors sense that they tell the arteries to close down and by closing down they increase the pressure and that gets us keeps the blood flowing into our brain while the heart kicks in and speeds up. So look, I hope that's a, a simple explanation of uh, of blood pressure. So what you're going to get when you go to your doctor or your pharmacy or your nurse, we're going to put a, um, a pressure cuff on your arm and we're going to blow it up. And when we blow it up, what it's doing is the, with the really high pressure is closing off the high side. So the arteries are getting clamped off and then we release the pressure. And as soon as the blood starts flowing through the artery again, then your doctor can pick it up on a stethoscope or if you're using a blood pressure monitor, there's a microphone there and it picks up that, that sound of that uh, pulse of that blood going through and that measures the systolic pressure. That's the high one. And then as the pressure comes down further, the low pressure side, eventually the uh, pressure gets such that the blood can flow back in the veins, and that's the second sound that we hear. So that's sort of an explanation, and what we're looking for for most people is we're looking around that um, that 120, 130, um, in that range of systolic, and certainly under 90 in your diastolic. Now be aware that your systolic is going to change from moment to moment. The moment you stand up, it's going to have to go up. If you're running down the street, it's going to go up. So folks, look, I hope that's a, uh, a reasonable explanation for you. Now I'm going to go out with, um, and I'll come back and just say a final goodbye, but we're going to go to Judith Durham and the carnival is over because unfortunately for her, the carnival is over.
Really sad that that uh, that great voice is no longer with us. So, folks, look, we're out of time for today. Um, thanks for listening, and I hope you found today very useful. Remember that uh, you can go and listen to today's broadcast on podcast at oar.org.nz or on my website at radiopharmacist.co.nz. Just click on the uh, the podcast link, enter Radio Pharmacist, and select the show. So, Nodeda Tenakoto, Tenakoto, Tenatato Kato. Well, folks, all good things must come to an end, and we are out of time for today. Thanks for listening, and I hope that you found today's cordial useful. If you have a question for me or a subject you would like me to discuss on the show, please message me on the Radio Pharmacist on Facebook or at my website at radiopharmacist.co.nz. If you missed today's show or previous shows, they are available on podcast at oar.org.nz. This is Peter Barron, the Radio Pharmacist, signing off OAR 105.4 FM for today. So until next Tuesday at noon, Kakiti Ano. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air.